Hey everybody, Andy Cavernan here with another Cornerstone Connection Daily Devotional. I have a question for you this morning. Would you rather be the bearer of good news or of bad news? I would venture to say that most of us in our right minds would much rather be the bearer of good news than bad news. It's much more fun to tell people, hey, I've got a great thing for you. You're going to be excited. It's going to be awesome. Let me tell you. And we get to share in that joy. When we have to give bad news, it can be really hard. It can be really frustrating. It can be really scary. When we tell somebody something that they don't want to hear that causes them pain, we sometimes take on that responsibility. We feel what they feel, and it can be really, really difficult. Well, in the the book of 2 Corinthians, Paul is recounting some of his interactions with the Corinthian church, and they haven't always been easy. Uh, Paul is not afraid to gush over churches that are doing well. We see that in Philippians, and this great passage in Philippians 1.6, where Paul says, I'm confident to this, that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. He's excited to share with the Philippians, hey, you're doing a great job, and God is with you, and keep it up, and even brags about the Philippians to others. It's not so much the case for the Corinthians. They really struggle. And there have been some really tense moments in Paul's relationship with the Corinthian church. And here in 2 Corinthians 7, towards the end of his writings, not quite to the end, but getting there, toward the ends of his writings uh, to the Corinthian church, Paul recounts how hard it's been. And he realizes that some of what he's delivered to the Corinthians has caused them sorrow. And here's what he writes. He says, even if I made you grieve with my letter. This is 2 Corinthians 7 verse 8. Even if I made you grieve with my letter, I do not regret it. Though I did regret it, for I see that the letter grieved you, though only for a while. Paul's, Paul's saying, look, what I, what I wrote to you, I know was hard. I know it might have felt harsh, and actually I, I, really w- I was really upset about it. Friends, I, I can relate to Paul at times, whether it's giving my kids hard news and maybe maybe having a tough conversation, whether it's in the counseling office, you know, here at the church, just working with people about difficult things and having to tell them stuff that they don't want to hear. I felt grieved over having to deliver that message. But I love Paul's perspective. Listen to what he says. He says, as as it is, I rejoice, not because you were grieved. Paul's not taking delight in other people's sorrow. That's not it. He says, as it is, I rejoice, not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting. There is a big difference there, isn't there? Not just grief, but grief that leads to repentance. For you felt a godly grief, he says, so that you suffered no loss through us. And so here's, then he kind of brings it down to to the bottom line. He says, for godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. Paul draws a distinction between two kinds of grief here. There's godly grief, that which leads to repentance, and there's worldly grief that leads to death, that produces death. And friends, let's just talk about that for a moment. What is godly grief? Godly grief is the kind that leads to repentance. Godly grief is the kind that says, you know what, I've really messed up here, and I've I've made a mess of my life, my sin has contributed to my predicament, and I'm sad over it, I might even weep over it, but I realize this is something that I need to bring to God. And and the word repentance means agreeing with God about our sin and then turning away from it. There's There's a beauty in godly grief. That's something that God uses in us to draw us closer to himself. I think of 1 John 1, 9, that says if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sin and will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God desires to do a cleansing work in us. And sometimes that starts with making us aware of our sin and its effects. And that produces grief. 
but it's godly grief. It's grief that leads to repentance, that leads to restoration in our relationship with God. But on the flip side, worldly grief is that which produces death. It produces sorrow. It produces all kinds of pain. And and here's what I think worldly grief is, and I think Paul would agree with this. Worldly grief is feeling sorry for ourselves because we got caught in our sin. Worldly grief is is thinking that somehow we deserve something better. It's entitlement. It's it's thinking, you know what, God, I've done this and I've done that, and it's listing all of our accomplishments and expecting God to reward us based on what we've done. And friends, here's the thing. Though worldly grief, from a worldly perspective, go figure, can make a case, can make a case that, hey, karma says, if I do this, I should get that back in return. Godly grief recognizes, I got nothing. I can do nothing to prove my worth to God. All I can do is claim the blood of Jesus Christ. All I can do is rest in God's provision for me. And so godly grief agrees with God about our sin, and that our only way forward is by receiving what Jesus offers. Worldly grief gets mad and entitled and angry and says, God, you owe me this. And friends, all that does is produce death. I hope that as you think about what the Lord is doing in your life, or maybe in some hard conversations you need to have, whether it's with your kids or or with others that you have some leadership responsibility for, whatever it might be, I hope that you'll consider there's a place for communicating hard things. Now, it doesn't mean that we can be obtuse about it and mean and, and, and vindictive and to lord it over people. That's not what we're talking about here. But sometimes what we say may produce sorrow. And sometimes that's okay because that sorrow leads to a godly grief that leads to repentance. And that ultimately is good. That was Paul's joy in this process. He says, for see what earnestness this godly grief has produced in you, but also what earnestness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what fear, what longing, what zeal, what punishment. At every point, you've proved yourselves innocent in this matter. Paul understood, and we could talk more about all the details there. We don't have time. But Paul understood that godly grief was productive in the life of the Corinthian church, and therefore he celebrated. Friends, two kinds of grief. There's godly grief, and there's worldly grief. Let's grieve if we grieve in a godly way, And let's communicate, if we need to communicate in a hard way, with the goal of godly grief that does what God desires to accomplish in people's lives. God bless you, friends. Have a great day. And Lord willing, we'll see you again soon on the Cornerstone Connection Daily Devotional.